thing. Something happened. I, I experienced something last night. So I want to, I want to, once you do the introduction and I want to explain what I experienced last night. Oh, hey, what's up, everyone? Um, Cristiano Ken and Profound, and this is Profound Conversations with Cristiano Ken. And we're just going to jump right in. So, Profound, right. let's go. Man, good rising to you, uh, as we should say. So, we got, I guess, we organically have these conversations. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to share something that happened last night as I was going off to sleep. Uh, day before yesterday, I was on the phone with my, on the video call with my youngest, my nine-year-old Elijah, and he, they, he lives in Nevada, so they're that far away from me in Florida. So he was having a moment yesterday. Um, where he was breaking down. It, it was a moment about over a video game, hmm. but it wasn't about a video game. You know what I mean? Like I, I understood yeah. that there's a lot going on internally with him and with all my children and the whole still separation of the fact that they're not physically in my presence or I'm not physically in their presence. So as I talked to him, we talked, we spoke on video call probably about a good two hours trying to calm him down and get him to talk to me about what was going on. I ended up talking to his mother as well. And we got to the bottom of it. But last night I was falling asleep and I felt my, and well, let me say, I, I thought that I, I was actually asleep already. I heard myself call out to him and ask him what was he doing I literally was like Elijah what you doing no 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 I said what did you say I said Elijah what did you say like I heard him in my conscience and I and I spoke spoke it out to say hey man uh what did you say but it felt so real like he was in I, either I was in his presence I felt like in that moment I was physically in his room and if and I don't want to I wouldn't say scared but I got goosebumps all over my arm when it happened and it was about midnight last night midnight so you're sharing this with me for a reason, but I want to know, I want you to finish your thought. Keep going. Well, that's really, well, the thought that I have behind it is I'm processing it still this morning because this was just last night. I really felt like I walked into his room. And we and talked about this a couple it. times in conversations. And I stated that even the most turned off to spiritual or supernatural energies. They may be the latest adopters, but there's a change and a shift taking place that nothing can stop. No walls, no barriers, no shields, and it's energetic. And a lot of it, the most confusing parts will be associated with your dreams, your thoughts, your daydreaming, your floating moments of where are you? When your mental capacity or realm, you're in the middle, you're, you, you live in the 3D, um, you sleep, 
in the dream state, but in between there's this thing so real that has this bridge where people are starting to confuse reality from dreams and so others are starting to understand that there is no difference. It's just how you choose to interact in that moment. And that's just a really elevated state of awareness. So you sharing this just makes me smile because I realize I'm getting, I may be getting to see you at the earliest stages of feeling what is coming. And another part of it is that you are so close to them that even though this could be those thoughts that formulate your dreams where most people have dreams that are immediate responses to what they went to sleep with that they thought about. I think you thought and felt through this one, whereas you discern through that and you're sharing this because this ain't that. This is not because I was thinking about him or because he's my mm -hmm. son and we have this relationship. This is something else. And that's why I said, I think I know why you're sharing this with me because yeah, I can relate. And yeah. to put it in how much I'm hearing about this, uh, two days ago, I was with a lady who and I, I posed a question to her. I said, hey, so how have your dreams been lately? And she said, you know what? It's funny you ask, because not only have they been more vivid, she told me about a dream that she had, whereas she was laying down on the sofa. Um, she, she fell asleep. She remembered the time. Then she got up and went outside, interacted with people as though they were there, saw everything. There was nothing dreamlike. There was nothing supernatural. There was nothing non-believable. It was as real as real as real. She walks back into the house. She sits down and lays in the exact same place and sofa and then wakes up and is looking around like, whoa, it just happened. And only five minutes had passed. Uh, what got her was the fact that it was so real. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't a hope. It wasn't anything on her psyche. She went out in the same environment and experienced an entirely different timeline. And that's how I explained it to her. I said, yeah, what just happened is you just woke up from a state where you were in another possibility of what's here. Because she described seeing different tools, additional resources, things that were practical, believable, doable, just not executed in her current reality. And so it was just amazing to hear her say that as she shared this with so much comfort. And then in her second dream, she said that <clears throat> she could not wake up from her dream until she screamed her sister's name. She says, Cristiano, I could feel myself trying to wake up. Um, I knew that I was trying to get out of this state, but it wasn't until I called my sister's name that I was able to get out of here. So just listening to you share this and in consideration of what's happening, what's coming in, hey, enjoy it, mm -hmm. digest it, process it, appreciate it. Um, but the last thing you want to do is run away from it because it's coming, right. it's going to come. So what do you think is the best way to follow up on that? Like right now we have documentation of it happening through this conversation. Did you write right. it down? Will you write it down? Uh, will <clears throat> you talk to him? Um, I would recommend you look at the human resonance because I've been up since it took a major spike about, what is it, about eight, 10 hours ago, it went through the roof. And I only looked at it because I had a very unique rising um, pulsating energy. So when I looked at the chart, I was like, wow, this is so in line with what is really happening. So I would even recommend to send that link to you just to calculate mm -hmm. back to see mm -hmm. if this lines up, man, this is gonna be some like, what? 
Um, yeah. well, that's funny because what you were just describing about the young lady's dreams, I can recall as a child, four and five years old, that I would have dreams and I could feel myself physically trying to wake up and I could not wake up. I mean, I could, I mean, at that, I remember it so vividly like it was yesterday. And I was literally five, four, five, six years old. That is because children are the most sensitive antenna there are. Children come out of a dark space into an entirely different world where they have to be groomed and taught how to receive, perceive, and interact with what is here based on their guides. And again, at best, your guide, your parent, your caretaker, the best thing they can do is explain things to you without imparting their own biases. And so a child, by the time they're five, six, is when they get through the realm of so many questions that by default, they're already taking on other people's things because all these questions, they're asking a million questions. And so when asking these questions, they start to form more finite constructs of a world that had all these impossibilities. It starts to become more finite constructs. So yeah, around six, seven is when it fades off. Uh, but it's there. So yeah, I totally believe that you had it. Uh, I hope you have more. And um, it would be great if you shared like additional touches with this realm as we ease into this new world of possibilities. So yeah, it's, I'm not yeah. surprised it happened and you can relate because yeah, at five, six, four, boy, because you can communicate. So you can, you can talk, mm -hmm. you can rationalize, and you can process. So now all those dreams that's when you talk about your imaginary friends uh right. that's when you uh and, and it's so vivid it's so real because you have a new vocabulary and it's like yeah i was the la 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 and i mm -hmm. create worlds yeah so the dream state yeah interesting i mean and i, I and i've I, I don't believe that i've dug well i haven't dug into it like i probably should have and like i'm going to because I can recall, I can still recall dreams from years ago and I can recall them in in great detail. I still have a, I still have what they call a reoccurring dream. I still have a reoccurring dream that I've had at least since I was 19 years old. Is it out of a trauma? I know when I mean trauma, not anything negative, but was there a life-changing moment that triggered and kind of held that? in place as a child as a, as a kid oh uh not that i can recall but the in the, within the dream itself i'm dreaming about parts of my life and where we lived but the year was different and these were years before i was technically physically born so like, so my reoccurring dream is the very first house that my father had bought when we moved from the west side of Chicago to Bolingbrook. I have a reoccurring dream of always, it always starts the same. I'm standing in the driveway, admiring the house, but I can tell that it's not 1983 where we, when we got there, it, it's more like 1950. 
and the and the cars and everything else that I see, you everything you see is 1950 or in that era. And nothing particular happens in this dream. Like I'm just walking around the uh, the town and I'm noticing different things, the store and, and within the dream, I'm asking myself, I'm saying to myself, this ain't the right year. This ain't the right year. And it always ends the same way it starts with me back in the driveway looking at my house and the only person in the driveway, nobody else is around. It's just me. When you wake up from that dream, how do you feel? What is the sensation going through your body or emotion? Yeah. How do you feel? Uh, curious. You know what I mean? More than anything that I, that's the, I, I'm, I'm, I just, I wake up like, why? Like, what does this mean? It's not a it's not a negative feeling. It's not a positive feeling. It's just a wh why do I keep having this same dream? Hmm. What do you consider? What is death to you? Death to me, in this moment in time, death to me is physically. You're not physically. A lot. You're not breathing. Your heart. You know your heart stopped. You physically. You leave this physical existence. Do you believe in souls? Yes. Does your soul die? No. What happens to your soul when the body or the physical body dies? That I don't know. I know what I've heard. <laughs> you know that. What do you, you feel though? We've heard many things. If you just have what to do I feel? be I wild feel... enough and just go for it, what would you say in this moment? I would say that when your physical dies, your soul goes to another existence. I don't know what that existence is, but that's what I'm thinking. Okay. And I'm just curious as, as I connect dreams, people that believe in mortality so finitely tend to have finite dreams. And people that don't believe in mortality so finitely tend to have quite expansive life experiences and dreams. There's an added layer of experience. So um, just curious uh, how that relates. Have you ever died in your dreams? No. Cool. Mm -mm. I've fallen a few times, you know, running and, you know, trying to run from things, but the things are all, you know how it is. You run, it, it seems you're running slow, mm -hmm. but never, I've, I haven't had an experience where I've died in the dream. I no longer dream. I share this because it, over time, it's come to a realization that these are just different states of my current selected interaction with whatever reality I'm going through. And so mm -hmm. it got to the point where I tried to shut off what were perceived dreams because they were becoming true. And so it would, okay. it would be shocking to go through a non-desirable moment so vividly and then to have it come 
I be, I started to become desensitized because I went through that pain, that trauma, that tears, um, the love, the joy, the celebration, and then it comes around again, and it's not as fulfilling. And I detached from the role of having to play that role because now I'm in a realm with other people interacting. I knew the differences of the realities of what may be considered a dream state versus reality, but they were exactly the same. There was no change other than the fact the second time around, I had the option option to choose, will I cry again? Will I laugh again? Will I dance again? And so I started to just want to remove my that state of awareness, that erasure, the erasure of erase, erase, erasure, erasing the timelines of what is. And just, I just wanted to be in the moment. I didn't want to see things ahead of time. I didn't want to see things before they happened. Um, and so I wrote a piece because so many times people would call me a dreamer based on things I told them, um, how I saw things. And I'm, I'm like, wow, it's so many ways to take this word dreamer. And so the piece is like, it seems that the scenes that I'm seeing in my dreams don't make it to the screens of these sane human beings. Well, if I'm being insane, it's okay because I'm saying that the ways of our being can be better. I believe it. But if the things that I see in my dreams come to be, then the beings that deem my dreams insane can then see the same. What more can you say but dreams let the way? I am a dreamer in the sense that I manifest what I see, which is why I'm very conscious of what I take in. I manifest my dreams come true. And that's why it's like, just be careful. Be very careful. There's this thing called Ormus. It is my monotomic gold. It's the most rarest form and newest additions to the periodic table. It actually exists in multi-dimensions. This is something that I have consumed for quite some time, knowingly and unknowingly. And this is something that your body can create or produce knowingly and unknowingly. And it is the food of the gods. It is taking the and completing electronic circuit, circuit, circuits um, that are part of our electromagnetic makeup. And it manifests who and what you are, your intentions right in front of you. And when I say this, it's not something that you take and then in three days or three hours, stuff just starts popping up. No, what happens yeah. is you consume it over time. It becomes a part of you. You don't even think about it. But as you look through, whoever you are sincerely to yourself will manifest in ways that only you can explain to others if you so choose. For example, the people that have used it, not really knowing exactly what it was, well, there are testimonials all over where they state, hey, if you, um, so this is like my 90 days, and if, if you use this, um, what I recommend is that uh, you be very careful or you start meditating and do some other things first because what what's gonna happen is, and this is me talking now, you're gonna be confronted with who you are. Your true intentions, not not the things that you think you want for yourself, mm -hmm. not the things that you, you think you deserve, not not what you think, who you are, who what what's your truest intentions and innate, like your realest self will present itself. So if you want this thing to happen, it will happen. So if it's someone that you don't like, but you try and convince yourself you're over this, or I do like them, or I don't hold this, 
that you're going to see some of the most intense and surreal things take place. And when you put it together and realize that it started around this time, it's going to be like, whoa. But Ormus is something that everyone should not play around with. The few people I, I have told about it because of my explanation of it, only one of them has ever taken it. And truth be told, it wasn't the greatest turnout when I look back. When I look at what happened to the one individual that I knew that took it, she is not who I once knew. And she's playing with the truth that is inexplainable now. She lives in a, a dimension of herself. Is that in a, um, do you say that uh, in a not fake, you mean it like in a negative way? I didn't want to use the word negative, but I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when you say she's not the same. The reaction that she had, because people are really collaborative piece puzzle pieces of the opinions they respect. Really, you are just patches of the opinions you respect. And so when I look at who I met um, and what I learned about her, comments that people won't make when asked for an honest opinion, when I look at compromises made when you do something with someone that you don't like for the sake of, okay. oh, we're family. Like, okay. when I look at all that, these patchworks, I realize that the individual she is now is meeting or struggling to comprehend or detach from who she was. Same body, same voice, same habits. However, this is the after Ormus going through a very different reality of what is now and just not understanding what's missed from this reality. like. It's like these two, when I see her now, it's like these two sides of this experience are trying to figure out who are you? Who are you? Mm. What happened? What do you mean what happened? Like, and so I just take it in realizing that the Ormus was probably the most impactful addition to our diet. So be careful. Okay. Be careful. But just awareness of what is, but it's the it's what the gods ate. When you think of the gods on the walls of Egypt, they would feed mm -hmm. them um, this 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 this. I was handing them something, right? It was uh, mana, but it was it was Ormus. They took the gold because it 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 disappears at um, when exposed to light, and when you turn it up to a certain temperature, it goes into a different dimension. So they had to they put it they taught the humans or their servants to cook it into bread. And that's what they asked. That's how they digested the gold, the mana. So yeah, just be careful, but it is beneficial for those who are in the proper state of themselves. It is you, it is, it is the ultimate you. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I know that was unexpected. That came around. We no, started with I mean, dreams, but Hey, but man, brother, like that's, that's, how or how it organically needs to happen yeah of course no what i was going to say is that um 
I think that's a good point to let sit and matriculate. And what I'll do is I'll put notes and terms into the uh, the comments below, okay. so you you can reference it. I can reference it, and anyone interested in engaging and knowing more can look into this. Um, so yeah, my name is Cristiano Can. This is pro. This is wait. This is. Yeah. This is Profound, <laughs> and um, these are Profound Conversations with Cristiano Can. Stay tuned. Uh, put a comment in. Censorship is going crazy. So, yeah, just connect and stay tuned. Bless. Profound Conversations. Bless.